Welcome everybody back to Noggin Notes. This is the podcast for enriching and nourishing your noggin on matters of mental illness and matters of mental wellness, which is really where we want to go, right? Uh, This is episode number 19 and uh, one of our founders, uh, founders, founders, one of our founders wanted to mention that Noggin Notes turns one year old on the 18th of November so as you're listening to this, uh, thank you for joining in us, and uh, thank you for participating in the mission, and we hope that what we're doing here is helping you out in some way, and uh, helping your life go a little bit easier, and gaining self-awareness, and so on and so forth. The podcast is brought to you by Zephyr Wellness. Zephyr Wellness is a sponsor because I co-own Zephyr Wellness with my business partner, Lindsay Garrison, who is joining me today on the podcast. Say hi, Lindsay. Hello, everybody. How are you out there? I hope that you are doing well. Lindsay's nervous because she doesn't like this format and this medium. No, not at all. So I tease her about that. But um, we try to make jokes to, to ease everybody. And uh, today, Lindsay's joining us to talk about listening to your body. And this isn't like listening to your body when it makes uh, gaseous noises uh, when when things are expelled. Uh, although that is a def- definitely a type of listening to your body. Because if it's making too weird of noises, you want to do something about that, probably visiting the doctor. But uh, this, yeah, or the bathroom, yeah, (laughs) go to the bathroom. But uh, no, this is about listening to one's body when it's trying to tell you something that has to do with being safe and sound, being uh, stable and functioning in a psychologically healthy manner. Because even though we haven't explored it in great detail yet on this podcast, the body will tell us when things are going sideways with our emotional functioning and our psychological functioning. Why don't you tell? I'll shut up. You're the you're the expert in this area. Go ahead and um, talk a little bit more about that. So I think that we live in a society where we're just really disconnected for whatever reason, whether it's family or technology or whatever. But we're disconnected from our own lives, and in in a way that makes us not listen to our body and what our body is trying to tell us. Our body, the the saying is that it, that it never lies. So. If we're feeling something, our body is in response to that. So, um, yeah, if we're hungry, our stomach growls. Um, If we have pain, then we need to change or shift something. People are in a habit of not listening to what the body is trying to tell them. I was talking to a colleague the other day, and they informed me that people are not listening to the fact that their body, they need to use the restroom. So we're so programmed to work and we're so busy that we're not listening to the body's natural urges to just eliminate or use the restroom and we hold. And so we no longer get those signals. Yeah, I think you're you're touching on something there that I touched on in one of the uh, emotional functioning episodes where – you know, I mentioned we can we can override our emotional response with our, our thinking lobe, our prefrontal cortex, uh, for a period of time, maybe to handle a crisis or to get through a, you know something more pressing, and then we can process it. But if we get into the habit of ignoring our emotions all the time, it's very similar to ignoring having to go pee, mm-hmm. which I can do to get through a math class or a lecture or something like that uh, that's more important. But if we do it long enough, we end up with some really negative body effects. Like, you know, if we use the urination example, I mean, that's a very necessary physiological function that evacuates waste from the body. And if we don't do that, we end up with infections and, you know, diseases. And similarly, emotionally, we can do that too. And it's, it seems like 
what you're saying has a lot of validity because as our lives get busier and we get less connected with ourselves, we lose touch with those very important signals that it's sending us to keep us, in fact, healthier. I think I want to encourage everybody who's listening out here to to take a moment and, and reflect on the last time that you sat maybe in a quiet space or just had a moment where you gave to yourself and you connected with your body. You sat in silence. You reflected on your day. How's my body feeling? What's going on? I don't think many of you actually do that because we live in a world where it's just busyness. Busy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and and, uh, and if everybody you know doesn't mind, Lindsay, you're going to have to speak up a little bit because I'm looking at my monitor here and the and the waves are very very tiny. So I don't know how this is coming out, but um, speak like you're projecting to the back of the crowd from a stage. Um, but uh, yeah, to, to that point, um, I think the, the listening audience may be a little confused as I was when I first got introduced to this concept about what does it mean to sit and listen to one's body. Okay, so I encourage, and not in a moment, maybe you're driving, I don't know where you are in your lives right now, but when you have time, I want you to sit and start, like bring your attention into the center of your head. Um, the exact location is the penile gland. If you were to draw an arrow, like a line through the center of your forehead, out through the back, and then across from your ears, where those two lines cross is your penile gland, and that's the center of your head. So you just want to bring your attention inward. You want to finish up all conversations, check your to-do list, put that, I don't mean check it, I mean put it off to the side, it'll be there when you get there, and then just sit and kind of listen to your body ask your body like maybe you could do um as you could do a mindfulness technique where you do the body scan where you just locate where you have tension in your body um or you can just sit and see where pain lights up when we have um stuck energy in our body that becomes dis-ease so where you have that pain Identify that pain. What is that pain trying to tell you? We have, in our body, we carry so much tension. How's your jaw feeling? Your shoulders, are they tight from your day? Notice that. Pay attention to it. What is your body trying to tell you? For me, if I have tension in my jaw, I have too much stress. I need to step back from life and have some me time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, that you're, you're touching on solutions now to the, to the noticing. So the first step is noticing and doing it without judging. So it's, it's perfectly acceptable to have tension in one's jaw or one's shoulders or one's hips uh, or one's back. That's fine. We all go through that. Uh, I think what we're asking is to notice that, first of all, because a lot of people don't even notice it until it's gone on for several days and then it becomes crippling. So if we can take a mindful pause, and it doesn't have to be a big, arduous 45 or 60-minute process every single day. It can just be five minutes Mm -hmm. of sitting quietly without stimulus and just mentally taking a, a almost like a you mentioned a body scan and in my head it's like it's like some laser like a photocopier that goes from head to toe or toe to head and you can just notice where your body is is at I like how you separated dis from ease like a disease but it's mm-hmm. a dis-ease where is it not at peace and then you can explore healing those things and there's a variety of ways to do that what are some of them oh boy well there are so many different ways to heal this but I think in general 
the most healing thing you can do, Jake, is just identify it. When we identify this stuck energy, when we identify the pain that we're avoiding, that is when we can heal it. Just by acknowledging like, oh, I have tension there. I need to, why do I have tension? Oh, I have too much going on. I need some alone time. That's healing. That is how we heal it. Just identifying the problem is typically one of the biggest solutions. That speaks to something we've covered uh, before, and specifically when Jesse Lott and I were talking last podcast about intimacy. One of the barriers to intimacy is vulnerability, and being able to acknowledge that maybe you don't have everything in control is vulnerable. It so simply stating, "I'm in pain." in some area is vulnerable because you have to acknowledge that you're in pain that it's out of your control and then stating where it comes from oh my gosh i have too much going on uh, i bit off more than i could chew i've got ailments in my family you know these things that are maybe sometimes in our control sometimes out of our control invites even more discomfort and and uh, vulnerability in because you're having to ask for help in a lot of cases and i have a i have a really good example um So there was a woman that I was working with, and she would have lower back pain. And this lower back pain had a theme to it, which she was able to identify. It came from her when she was in toxic relationships. That lower back pain was a symbol of this control energy in her space. And Mm. so when she was able to identify, oh, I'm feeling... Maybe there's some external sources trying to control me. When she was able to identify that, the pain went away. Fascinating. So just identifying, like pain sometimes, maybe there's a theme. Maybe every time you're doing something or in a certain environment around certain people or doing an activity, a certain part of your body starts to like light up and Mm -hmm. say, hey, I'm here. Well, listen to it. Look at it. Scan it. What are you trying to tell me? The body will tell you if you can listen. I'm having this tension in my stomach when I talk to a certain colleague. What is that about? Mm -hmm. And that's the key, right? If you will listen to it, if you're willing to listen to it. And if the stimulus in your life, if the stimulation uh, is too high, if, if if you're bombarded by too much busyness going on, it becomes increasingly difficult to listen to that voice in your body that's trying to tell you something simply because it's drowned out by all the other stuff. I should mention, though, because I'm a terrible host, that you have some credentials because I forgot to introduce you in the beginning. I just said my my co my partner and my co owner Lindsay Garrison, but you have some credentials uh, among which are marriage and family therapist in Nevada, uh, but you also do some energy healing work too. You're a healer. Yeah. So, um, Jake, I I am a trained healer in nine different mm-hmm. modalities: um, energetic healing, physical healing. Um, no, I'm not a physical therapist. Um, the I do get that question which is interesting i get people thinking i'm a psychic too i think that they hear that uh, oh, you know, yes. psychotherapist is psychic and they ask if i can read minds and i say no i cannot um well, except for right now can. yeah except for right now and then they look at me like does this guy really know what i'm thinking and i was like except for right now when i say to you you think i know what you're thinking and then they're like ha 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 and then we move on but no mm. yeah no so for me i <laughs> I, that was supposed to be funny for the listening audience. I don't know if you laughed or not. It was funny to me, but go on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, for me, I've been clairvoyant since I was a young child, and I've always been very sensitive to energy. So that connectedness, that feeling, it wasn't something that I necessarily chose, but I could 
feel tension. Maybe when I'm in a room with other people, I can feel some of their tension in their body kind of in my own body mm -hmm. reflecting. So, um, if that seems a little out there to, to people who are not familiar with that talent or that gift, um, I would invite you to, to reflect on a time when you walked into a room and you just knew that something was amiss. Uh, maybe, so, maybe a fight had just occurred or somebody had dropped something. Uh, you can pick up on that energy. We all have energy flowing mm. between us. And, and neurologically, we have things called mirror neurons in our brains that will pick up on what other people are experiencing simply through facial recognition or the way that they hold their, their face and, and, their, and their body and their posture. So this uh, energetic connection between and among people is, uh, is very, very real. Uh, and just because uh, we're not all necessarily gifted in a certain way, we do uh, emit energy and we absorb it as well from people. Mm -hmm. You mentioned toxicity earlier. I think that's a way we can inadvertently absorb somebody else's energy in a very unhealthy way. Yeah, and I, I think it happens all the time. I think many of us are walking around and we're not even aware of like whose energy we're responding to. And that's why I encourage you to start a practice of your own, five, 20 minutes a day where you sit quietly. It can be broken up. It can be, you know, when you're doing dishes or I don't know, um, find what works for you, but sit down and reflect every single day and feel your body because oftentimes when we're anxious, is that my anxiety? And I'm not talking about necessarily like a mental health diagnosis. Yeah, I just mean general day-to-day yeah. um, -day anxiety that we, we all get that's, you know, there's a benefit to it. But when we reflect on that, is this my anxiety that I'm having right now? Mm -hmm. Or is this... Is this something else? And I think we often are picking up other people's energy. I agree. And um, I, th I love that you said that, you know, it could be while you're doing the dishes because I, I don't want people to think that you have to assume some sort of particular position, you know, uh, in, enter into a ritualistic, uh, you know, room or anything like that. It could just be while you're still, more or less still in life. And doing dishes is a very still experience. So, you know, so long as, I mean, you and I both have children and as long as the toddler's not tugging at your pant leg and the baby's not screaming and the, you know, wife's asking you when you're going to cut the damn lawn, uh, it, you know, that's, that's, if you're also doing the dishes then, that's not a time maybe to, to take inventory. But, um, but there are times in our lives when we can, you know, be sitting on the couch just zoning out on the TV and you can reflect on your own body's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, experience and what it's trying to tell you. Yeah, so to do that real quick, I, I know that I didn't, paint a really good picture of that but let's start with our senses so in a mindfulness practice um, we would use our our senses to bring us into the present moment what's around me what what am I smelling um, what do I see and maybe kind of get into this like connect with your body feel the weight of your body hmm. um, and then use your breath to guide you inward and find the center of your head, which again is the exact location as a penile gland. And try and just sit there and be present with yourself and then breathe and allow that breath to fill up your whole body, to fill up every cell in your body, and then to light up any tension, any dis-ease, and then notice it. What is this? And even if you don't know exactly what it's related to, just sitting with it is healing. And we talked about sitting with emotional pain, the idea that um, a lot of times we want to just remove pain. Mm -hmm. And that's not the point. The point is to tolerate pain, move through the pain, and then learn something from it and become better on the other side. 
So oftentimes, just simply becoming aware of it, like you mentioned earlier, is enough to alleviate it uh, because you notice and you've accepted it, you've embraced it as your own, you've claimed it, and now you can set it down and dispose of it properly where it's supposed to go. And I love the breath part. I mean, a lot of times in meditative practice, we talk about noticing breath, but filling the body. When you think physiologically, what's the point of breathing? Breathing fills the lungs. The lungs are uh, encapsulated and wrapped around with uh, all sorts of blood vessels. That's where blood gets cleaned and then sent back to the cells for uh, more work to do. And so the, literally, the breath does not go into the cells. Literally, the breath goes into the lungs. But by transport, oxygen that you breathe in, a cleansing breath, literally does clean your body because blood is being transported through the cells and, and it's nourishing. And I love that visual imagery. It's very, very cool. You know, I also find that breathing in color. So for many people who have a busy mind and they're not able to... Me, for example. Yes, yes, (laughs) I would agree. When you're not able to calm your mind, use your breath to guide you inward and imagine breathing colors. I would suggest calming colors. One of my favorite colors is gold. I would like you to breathe in, you know, in a safe space when you have time to do this practice. Breathe in a gold that resonates with you. And imagine that gold, like paint, filling up every cell in your body with your own unique, beautiful, and divine energy. Fill yourself up back with yourself. I know that seems silly, but you're just bringing your attention and your focus inward to self. And allow that gold to fill up. It's a beautiful sensation. Um... Practice it for yourself. See what it feels like. Try different colors. But it's one way to keep your mind just focused on the inward experience, the bodied experience. And then we can, it's it's an experiential thing. And then we can add, you know, different thoughts to that. What is going on? Um, and bring it more of, less of an experiential experience. Wow, that's a lot of that word. Um, From the Department of Redundancy Department, <laughs> we bring you an experiential experience. And there you have it. Um, I, I like I like the color blue when I breathe in, mm. uh, and that's personal for me. Uh, when I breathe out, it's gold, yeah. as it turns out. It's, it's very shiny and bright and uh, luminescent. And there's a Buddhist practice, I'm going to butcher the name, I think it's called um, Tongala, Tongalan, uh, where you imagine breathing in uh, the pain of the world around you, and cleansing it with your own divine energy and then breathing out healing. And um, I find that very useful. Uh, when I do that, the, the, the pain I, I, I picture sucking in is very dark, almost like the, uh, the, the Death Eaters from Harry Potter. They're just like a, a wispy darkness that comes in. And then uh, I breathe out this, this cleansing, you know, golden uh, shower of light. And um, mm. uh, that seems to, to work very well. Uh, I want to be mindful of the time because we're pushing 20 minutes now and I uh, try to promise the listeners that these podcasts would be short and this one is not and that's fine but I hope it was beneficial at least. Uh, Do you have any any last words? No, yes I do actually. I just want you to sit. Just find some quiet space and just be present and just listen to yourself. The more we listen to ourselves, the more solutions that we have and I think the easier it is to navigate our daily lives. It's just one tool, but it's worth trying. 
Yeah, and if you have any questions for uh, Lindsay, I do know where she works. Uh, <laughs> we work together. Uh, you can reach out to at, through info at zephyrwellness.org, info at nogginnotes.com, and uh, we'll do another listener mail here in the future, and we'll try to answer those questions. Um, if she can make it in person, that'd be great, and if not, I'll uh, just hunt her down and get the answers and uh, share them. So uh, feel free to, to continue listening, obviously. You can check out the Zephyr Wellness YouTube channel. Uh, go to zephyrwellness.org, nogginnotes.com. And uh, if this has awakened something within you uh, and you want to pursue it more, where, where could somebody go to find out more about noticing their body, uh, you know, energy, uh, exploration, that kind of thing? What are some, some websites? And remember, we're international. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about that. I, I don't have any direct places um to encourage you to go there are definitely some good books um i really enjoy the untethered soul is a great way to kind of connect with my tethered soul untethered Untethered soul Soul. yeah um as far as international websites i'm not sure Mm because my practice has always just been sure yeah what what well i mean you can access websites in the u.s internationally what might some of them be if people wanted to learn more anything Nothing's dawning on you. Not, no, okay. because I don't use those mediums. That's true. That's true. You do a lot of stuff in person and uh, at uh, trainings yeah. and that kind of thing. Correct. Um, you well, can always fine. reach out to me if you have any questions. Sure. Yeah. So info at zephyrwellness.org and uh, we'll hunt down whatever it is that you need. Thank you for carving out time from your day. Um, we are getting our uh, humble little house painted uh, today here. We have a we have a practice in Reno, Nevada, and uh, it's an old uh, 1910 a Victorian style house and uh, it's in need of a paint job so that's why Lindsay's in normally she's not in on, on days like today but uh, she's going to greet the painters so thanks for for coming in and doing this I appreciate it and, thanks for uh, having me it's yeah a pleasure. It's, yeah we'll, we'll definitely do this again and for all of us uh, from the Zephyr Wellness and Noggin Notes teams collectively we thank you for listening and we wish you great mental wellness bye-bye goodbye